What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 169. Today, we're doing it a little bit different. We just watched the games a couple hours ago. Uh, we're here live Sunday at around 5, 4.30. Um, me and Tommy going to do games are really fresh in our mind. I think we saw our best day of the season so far in terms of games. Not as many blowouts. A lot of close ones between teams that were very far apart in the standings. We saw Florida get two wins late in the day to get their first two on the season. Uh, LSU gets a win without their quarterback. Uh, big day for a lot of teams. Tommy, what'd you think of that? Uh, it just, it, it, I think that this might be the best season. Bad down. I don't think there are any teams that you know. You say, "Well, it's a bad team coming to the field today." Like, I, yeah. I, I think it's very competitive. I think towards the end of the season, you'll have a lot of teams battling for playoff spots. Yeah, I hope that everyone gets into a position where they can be playing for the playoffs on the final day of the season. Um, but. I agree. I think this definitely was our best week yet of the season. Um, it, rain, it was drizzling a little bit, but I didn't think it affected the games at all. Um, like I said, a lot of close ones. Very exciting day of football, but let's just get right into it. Um, don't really care to recap last week. It's kind of behind us, and I'm kind of over it. But there were some really good, uh, there were some really good stat lines last week. You saw them on the Instagram. Uh, other ones obviously didn't make it up there, but um, top fives came out this week as well. So um, make sure to keep looking out for those. We'll post the updated ones each week. All right, let's get started. First game of the day, we'll talk about my game first against Pittsburgh. Uh, Minnesota versus Pittsburgh. We started with six. We had a sub playing for a little bit. We get our seventh there, Caleb. Um, we spied them two touchdowns early. They go up 13-0. We don't get a fourth down conversion. Um, and then I throw a pick, and then they – or no, I don't throw a pick. We just go three and out, and then they score on a big play um, on their second drive. So before we could even think, it was it was 13 nothing. Um but I felt like after the 13 nothing, I feel like we played much better than them. I feel like we did a very good job at um, moving the ball offensively. But their defense is just so good. And inside the 5-10 yard line, they just really bunkered down and made my life hell. Um, they had a really good day in the trenches. I felt like Ray Savage and Tyler Bryant played really good games. Um, I, I It just hasn't been a good season for me so far. I haven't played well. I'm not seeing the field as well as I'd like to. I feel like I'm getting back into some bad old habits, like looking at the line too much instead of the receivers. Uh, I need to play better. I, I definitely expect much better of myself, and I was miserable all day today. If you saw me, I probably didn't crack a smile until around 11.30. So, um, yeah, just it was a tough loss for me, but that Pittsburgh team is really good, man, and they were under Mante. They didn't have Dins. They didn't have uh, Phillips. So, but we were also under. We didn't have our full team either. Um, but they, they, they come out on top. Dario Young had two touchdowns, I think. Uh, two long ones also where Suroff was able to buy some extra time and uh, find an open receiver. I thought he played a really good game today, Suroff, outside of a couple throws. Um, Liam's a beast, man. Just another like eight, nine, ten tackles probably on the day. I'm, I'm impressed, man. The Pittsburgh team is the lone undefeated 5-0 uh, now in the league. Uh, I thought we had them on the ropes. We could we had a chance to score inside two minutes. Just weren't able to get it done. Fall to 1-3 and three on the season. Shocking. Yeah. And your team opens 1-3. Yeah. I know. Yeah, usually you, good. I'm usually good at the beginning you, of the season. You're going to be right in that mix battling for a playoff spot and keep playing like this. Yep, 100%. Uh, it's a good Pittsburgh team. They're, they're going to be number one in the power rankings and deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, they do everything right. Uh, they beat in a lot of good teams. Yeah, you know, we got an infusion of young players in this league and – and old players. Yeah. Young. Yeah. I called him rookie of the year before the season yeah, started. Well, there there are, like there are other 18 and 19 year olds that could give him a run, but yeah. he definitely put up a good showing today. Uh, he told me two touchdowns for his two month anniversary with his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> two months, two tutties. <laughs> I think that's 18 funny. years old, we're still counting yeah, months. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It, month it. anniversaries, yeah. Um, no, but they played really well. And Sarah had a good game plan coming in. I felt like they did a good job executing, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, 
I don't really have much more to say. We need to be better. I think my team knows overall. We need to just make teams earn earn their yards, not just give them fucking free touchdowns, 45 yarders. I think we might need to switch up some of our personnel defensively and offensively next week, and I've already have plans to do that. Yeah, um, you, you, and we talked about it after the game, so I think everyone's on the same page. We're gonna yeah, try. I was gonna say your team's got to get on the same. page. We gotta adjust. And I know you don't. Pra- you don't get a chance to practice because guys live all over the place. But some way, somehow, you got to sit down, even if it's on, you know, uh, FaceTime or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zoom call or whatever. Yeah, let's get these guys uh, discuss what you want to do, what you have to do, mm-hmm. what your weaknesses are. I uh, think we need to. I think what I need to do is be a like not an old coach and like don't make try to make players adapt to my system but adapt to what we have so like i said i think we're gonna change some personnel stuff on offense and on defense get guys in different spots as brandon Ayuk, i believe scores touchdown um i just i I think we'll be all right but like one in three doesn't feel good after four weeks and we have two double headers in the next couple weeks so we really gotta step up and play well um pittsburgh i have no stats today obviously we're doing this three hours after the games are done um but Overall, though, I think it was really a game. I think their defense just made enough plays to win, and our defense just couldn't get enough stops. Yeah. 19-14 final. Uh, huh? yeah, that's what it is, man. It's, a, it's, a good it's not good that I'm only scoring 14 points, though. Like, that's just no, not... No, no, no. I think at times, offense has been tough for us this year. So, I think with a full team there... And you definitely have the personnel to get it done. So yeah, yeah. So, you're just going to yeah. have to figure out what's going wrong, what you're not doing right. Uh-huh. And- You'll figure it out. I think I have an idea. I yeah. think we have an idea of what we're... I, and we listen, I, I think the spirits on my team are still high because we talked a lot after the game. A lot of guys stayed after, kind of just more like... More just like, damn, I got to just watch a little bit of the league, just kind of see what's up, see what works, whatever. And I just feel like we'll be all right, but we got to uh, we gotta turn around fast. Got to start piling up some wins because I tell all these teams on the pod they got to start piling up wins. Well, now I'm in that position. So uh, we dropped to one and three. Suroff goes to five and oh. Suroff has not lost a game at quarterback in the regular season. He's, now He's 15, owns, 15, yeah. 15 game winning streak for for uh, for Suroff, right. which would now be the longest active, I believe. So it's Justin Lawson. Yes. Today. Okay. Uh, other nine o'clock game, which was the longest game, I think, in Bear Down history. Also, some people said was the sloppiest game in Bear Down history. Uh, the brother battle, Gargano, Vin Gargano making his his uh his season debut after Paul Coco had to leave the league due to a new job. Congrats, Paul. Hope you're back in the Congrats, Paul. Yeah, hope you're uh back in another season. But for this season he had to drop out. Vin Gargano steps in at quarterback. And for about let's say thirty minutes, his game was not going UNC's way. They're on twenty six to six, twenty six thirteen, I believe, with just under six or seven minutes to play. Um, and then Mikey implodes. Something we always talk about how good Mikey is at winning games, finishing games, getting W's. Um he told me after the game, I could have taken a sack and we would have won. Instead, I threw three interceptions. I think he threw three in the last six or seven minutes of the yeah. game. Don't quote me on that. Like I said, I'm going off of memory, what I heard, what I saw. So, um, very sloppy play. But like I'll say, UNC and in this game, in this league in general, you are never out of a game. If a quarterback on the other side is just not making the right calls and not making the right plays, it can affect the team. And it affected Hawaii big time in this one. Um, they didn't understand what was going on, why they're throwing the ball. And Mikey's throwing picks all over the field. And UNC just methodically made their comeback. And uh, and then another interception at the end of the game cost Mikey a win. Yeah, you never added a game. You play. That's why I always say play to the whistle. Make them snap the ball. Fine. Yeah, the final I, 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 oh, which most teams did it. do today. I did. No, I did. there were a couple of guys there. You know, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, you know, it's 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 not like there was never a bad. Sna- I say this all the time. Never a bad snap in this league. Think of the fucking championship game I played in that Sayreville like yeah. four years ago. Soaps throws that interception when they have the game won. So yeah. anything could happen. Quarterbacks anything. are you play to the whistle. You don't. We have no coaches. Don't give anything up. You could be pissed off the way you're playing. The team's playing. Is that fuck it? You know what? Call the game. No. Play to the end. You never know what's going to happen. You literally never know because, like I said, there we don't have coaches that are overzealous guys that want to make plays and score more points. So, right. like, I don't know. Uh, 
I think that's your IB today. Yeah, yeah, with IB, <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit. But I, I liked what they did. Um, so UNC, man, a team that I kind of thought was like teetering towards the edge of like being very not so what competitive, but Vin comes in. Nah, you get Vin. You're no, no, listen, you get, but that, that, I was saying before before Vin, they get the injection of Vin, they get new life to their team. Uh, they had. They had CJ play for them for a while. He played really well. Then they had uh, Alex Hines come in and m- make a game-winning really touchdown. Well them, yeah. Moss, Moss mooted towards the end of the game for the game-winning touchdown. Uh, this was honestly an electric game as much as it was a sloppy game. Yes. Um, Vingargato comes out on top, 32-26, gets his first win of the season. And now you look at UNC and you think, what's the ceiling for them? Yeah. My my question is, is, my, is Mikey getting his ball out to his wideouts? I think he threw more to his linemen today. Yes, I was told out. to. I was told to find out how many time, how many completions his receivers had in the second half. So I'm assuming it was very minimal. Wow. Um, nah, yeah. Listen, I think uh, I think he is. I, I will say that in the game I watched, Mike, because I refed the second game he played, a lot of holding on to the ball, a lot of holding on for a long time. And I know he holds on to the pass, but normally he we're going right through it. Normally he uh, will know what he wants to do, run with the ball more effectively, and be just more effective. I think today, especially in this first game. He was holding on to the ball a little too much, and uh, I think at times made him throw some bad passes, got him in some bad situations. So yeah. I think, like I said, just like we talked about with me, I think Mikey's fine. I think he just had kind of yeah, a, he got a winning game too that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but he just had a hey, listen. Sometimes you, you can't be great every I, single I, time. I know he's very upset that, that one of his best players, Rags, wasn't there. I mean, that's that's big on the line for him. Oh, that's huge on the line for him. Wow, yeah. So you know, I I. If I'm Mike, I'm not getting mad at Rags. I mean, Rags is a guy that, you know, he gives you a thousand percent every game he plays, and he shows up every week. He's one of the guys that shows up. If something happened, I, I don't know, a miscommunication, hopefully nothing serious, you know, uh, personally with him that yeah, he could yeah. make it. Oh, this was a no call, no show. Really? I didn't, no, no, I'm asking you. Oh, that, that's, I, that's what you I heard. Were, the way you were sounding is I heard it was no, no Oh, okay. I thought it was well, I, I could be wrong. Exactly. If something okay. else happened, if something different, but at first I heard that, you know. No call, no showing sucks. Yeah, so hopefully then. that there's nothing wrong there. Of course, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, listen, Rags is a huge part of that team. Makes the life for the other quarterback living hell most games that he plays. Yeah. So, um, yeah, UNC picks up the win. Aaron Ford looked good. Uh, I thought who else? CJ was playing for them. He looked good. Vin in the beginning of the game was definitely very rusty, making some didn't make all the throws early, but he found his footing, got it done, and, and listen, big bro gets the job done and gets the win. Uh, uh, it it's definitely gonna be uh, an animated house when they uh, when they're both home later yeah. today, I imagine. So uh, good win for UNC. They kind of get back on track. They get to I believe two and three on the season now. Hawaii after, right in the mix. Yeah, right in the mix. Hawaii I believe dropped to they were two and one. Now they're two and two, but they do pick up a win later in the day, which we'll talk about. I guess we'll talk about it right now. Um, but yeah, Hawaii UNC wins thirty two twenty six. All right, Hawaii's second game of their doubleheader was against Georgia. Georgia. So this was the game where I thought. All right, you uh, Hawaii just blew this game. They could be in a, a position where they are going to lay down and just get fucking yeah. rolled by a Georgia team. Well, did not happen. Mikey jumps out to an early lead, 19-6 at halftime, 19-6 throughout the second half. Georgia scores one uh, with like maybe eight nine minutes left to pull it to within one score, but they just they they even went as far as getting the stop in the red zone. And then they just, Leota fumbles the snap at the end of the game, gets called for a safety, and the game ends. Um, another game where people are just bitching at the refs on both sides. I think, once again, I'm just going to say it. Stop bitching at the refs. If you don't score 20 points in the game, you do not have a right to bitch about the refs. And I am a person who has not scored 20 in two or three straight games. So, if you don't score 20 points, if you do not put three touchdowns in the end zone, I don't want to hear you telling me the refs lost you the game or the refs weren't doing you their play job. play a good defensive battle, a good defensive no, game. But, and- uh, what I'm saying is that, like, it's not 
if you don't score enough points and yeah, you don't put at this, least this 20... You should be putting points up. At least 20 you points. You can't cry about not getting in the end zone because of the referees. Correct. But, and that's just my rule. Right. If you don't score 20 points in the game... I, I agree with that. You don't have a right to, to really yell about the refs losing you a game, making bad call, blah, 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 blah. If you score 35 points, you can say all you want. I don't care. Anyway, in this game... Uh, Hawaii wins 1914 or 1913. They really just controlled the clock and controlled the time of possession. I feel like every time George got the ball, a lot of long passes, incompletes that were letting the clock not stop, but like you weren't getting into third and shorts and third and manageable. So like it was a lot of a lot of downfield throwing for them, which they have the receivers with Alex and uh, Paul Carter didn't come play this game. Neither did Red Crystal, so yeah. they were missing their top two round picks. Um, they stepped up, though. I thought they played well, George, especially in the second half. They locked up on defense and towards the end of the first half as well. I just think they have to figure out the offense a little bit. They, yeah, this I was... is, I think this is the second straight game that they've only scored one offensive touchdown or two offensive touchdowns. It's so. funny. I'm, I'm watching the uh, the Hawaii-North Carolina game okay. with uh, Leota right before the game, and we're watching Vin, a couple of rollouts to the right, throw across his body to the left, and when he does that, we're both going, oh, no, no, you don't do that. And then during the game, I see, you know, Joe pulls one of those. Yeah. He rolls one way and throws and the other happened? way and got picked off, and that was a crucial interception. Uh, That's the sacred rule of this league. Your yeah. sacred rule, if anything. Oh, yeah. Don't throw yeah. across your body, man. Nah. It just gets – that that defender is always lurking. That backside defender is always lurking to make a play. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, I think Leota's a smart guy. I think he's a smart quarterback. Uh, not Listen, being without your top two players is never an easy task. Playing against Mikey without your top two top two players is also never an easy task. I think Paul Carter would have made a huge impact on this game, and Rep probably would have made an impact on the offensive line. Agreed. Um, but you play with who you got. Hawaii picks up a big second win. What does Georgia fall header. to? Georgia falls to two and three. Okay. Right in the mix. Uh, Hawaii improves to three and two. So this was a big game for in terms of standings. You're going to look back on this game at the end of the season and potentially and think to yourself, wow, we might we really needed this one. So uh, I like what I saw, man. Spoh's getting really involved. Spoh's just the Swiss, Swiss Army knife, man. Yeah, he does everything. does everything. You have your full team, he'll play receiver. You don't have your full team, you're missing rags, he'll step in and play center. thought he did a great job snapping the ball and just being the leader in the active role. Leader and a uh, defensive to touchdown this game, didn't he? he did, I missed some of this game. I think so. he picked up a fumble, ran it back. Nice, love that. Um, Spoh's a monster. We've yeah. known this for years, and I love that he's in an offense where he can kind of do a lot of different things for them, and it gives them uh, a lot of looks to give different defenses. So uh, I like where Hawaii's at. I am also like where George is at, but I just think George needs to figure out offensively only three touchdowns in your last two games. It's a so. big game because if it comes down to where they might have the same record at the end of the year, the head-to-head battle. Could matter, yeah, 100%. Could matter. 100%. All right, let's go to the other 10 o'clock game today was, oh, I thought it was the, the it could have been game of the day, uh, Baylor versus Cincinnati. Going in, going into the game at least. Yeah. Um, I missed some of this game, so I'm going to let you talk about it first and give your thoughts, and I'll kind of chime in when I when I know something. Uh, Cincinnati coming off of Cincinnati I, I, wins 28-13. Okay, I thought they were coming off a bad loss against Pitt. Yes. Not not that you know. Uh, not that Pitt's a bad team. Right. It's not a great that team. It's, but they just they had a poor short. No showing. energy. No yeah. Nothing. Yeah. A, a lack of, of a lot of things in that no game. No bodies. It just it wasn't a typical IB game. They came in and playing a tough team, one of the top ranked teams. If mm-hmm. you could arguably say they they were the number one team. Correct. And they put it on them today. Uh, I wasn't wasn't a blow up by any means, but uh, IB did what he does to win games. You know, mobile with his with his legs, uh, used his arm, uh, moved the pocket, uh, played played very very well. Um, I thought that you know Ace in the middle. Uh, I thought it would neutralize IB running. No, 
not happening because a couple of times he, he kind of depleted. Ace, Ace came out to me after the game and said he's like he's like a couple of those flags. I felt like I had them in my hand, and I said that's listen. That's one of the most electrifying players in the league when he has the ball in his hand. So yeah, you can't be down on yourself for missing those flags. But those are just flags that you expect the, the Army vet to make. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, th- I think this came this game came down to a, a red zone possession by by Baylor. Okay. Where uh, they were inside the five yard line and they couldn't score. Uh-huh. Uh, I think um, A Rod came up one of the biggest plays of the game on fourth down, uh, diving and uses all of his uh, you know seven six, foot body, yeah, six foot seven, frame. <laughs> six ten, whatever he is, yeah. using his whole frame, you know, diving out full extension, batting the ball down. That could have been a touchdown. A great play by A Rod. Um, I I would have liked to see them run Sedano. In the red zone, they've the they done that all season. It's part of their package, and they didn't use it. Uh-huh. Uh, and even uh, uh, I, I like that Augie's going, you know, looking to go deep, going back to the old Augie. We talked about before. Missed a few, maybe a couple that you know he might have connected, but you know, I like that he's taking the chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the Justin versus Delon matchup. I, I know Delon's we were zeroed a beast. in on that uh, one you know, for a little bit. We, we talk about playoff Delon that he, he kicks his. Uh, his energy level up in the playoffs a bit. I think he did that today. He's bought in, like really bought in. I think since winning that championship with IB, I think. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I sometimes he's I go, you know, in. he comes to the field. I go, he could be the best player on the on the field anytime he wants to when he wants to. You know, sometimes like some games, I'll say, you know, where, where's where's the line? Uh, I mean, not often, but you know, you say, you know, where, where's the big play? Where, you know, where's the toughness? And then I, I you I, saw it today. Saw it was it today. on full display today. Uh, he took the assignment with the personnel they had, go and guard Justin the whole game. Yeah. Heard he did a really good job. Did a fantastic job. Yeah, man. but I mean, listen, that's Delon, Delon and Justin. That's a, that's a premier matchup. Premier. I wish I would have gotten to just sit there and watch it the entire time. Uh, but I heard heard uh, Delon definitely got the better of him. Uh, uh, offensively too, he was there. Yeah, uh, he had a good offensive game too. Yeah. He scored. Anyway, he scored a touchdown also. Yes, he did. Listen, I'm not gonna say nothing because that Baylor defense has been very good, and Rob Conti was not there today, which definitely hurts a little bit for yes. sure. But and I know you have Ace Army vet in the middle. I think this would have been a game for Justin to be in the middle, be more involved. Like, not saying not he wasn't involved. Maybe switch with Ace, have Ace drop the no, safety. No, no, I would put Ace somewhere else, maybe a D line for this game. And I'm not saying it. I'm saying it just for the sole fact that when Ivy gets in the middle of that field, he has a better chance of breaking the Ace tackle than breaking the Justin tackle because Justin's way more athletic than Ace Army that as well. And like we saw, I saw multiple times where Ivy did the one cut. See ya to the next level. Like yeah. I would have liked maybe to see because I think this is a game where you need Justin to be like. Fully ingrained, making a lot of plays, being super involved on the defensive side to get his offense going. So I maybe would like to see a change, but it's hard to change something when you're four zero and playing great defense. I'm yeah. not going to fault Baylor. Ace for is that. one of the best play calls in the league. hundred percent. He's one of the best players in the middle of that field. Uh, I'll take him any day to, yeah. for the week. No, that's I'm not. Listen, I would have imagine having a D line though, edge rushers of Ace and Nick Sedano. Those yeah. are those, that's a, yeah that that yeah. To to, to, to replace the Rob Lacanti being uh, on the D line. So Lacanti would move to safety and. Well, not today because Delonte wasn't here. But I'm saying, but if he was, uh, yeah, that pro- I that they have a lot. They have good personnel. They have yeah. really good. They have good athletes. They can play a lot. They have a lot of guys. They could change up their versatility and be very good. So, um, let's talk. We talked. I'm talking so much about Baylor. Cincinnati played a great game. IB um, uses Long, legs. Yeah. IB with his legs, which which was a, definitely a question mark coming in because he had hurt his uh, stepped. Uh, a Rod stepped on his ankle last week, and he, I mean, for a while, IB said he wasn't playing this week, which I knew was not going to happen, but. You saw he had a nice brace on with the wrapping around it, but uh, he didn't look much slower today. So um, I, I like I like Chris Johnson on the oh, wide eye. He was uh, on the slants. He's a beast. He was getting too much cushion. Yeah, you know he saw it. IB sees it. Mm-hmm. And, I and, threw I, it. Yeah, 
Oh, and he threw a, I was staying behind IB. He threw a seed right in between yeah, the I was, linebacker. And at corner. one point, I was telling him, I said, you know what? You better play up on him. I give him the chuck. You got Justin behind you. Uh-huh. So let him, he's over the top. I'm not giving Chris Johnson that much room. Jump break on the ball. Yeah, yeah, he's deadly like that. And IB knows it. And he'll get him the ball. And it happened today. CJ underrated. Very underrated in terms of um, making guys miss after the catch. Like, yes. He's very, like, he's, Chris he, goes he in the, the ball in the dead run. It's hard to get Chris goes in the third round every year. And he is better than a third yes, round pick. He is. Every single yes, year, I is. promise you that. On both sides of the ball. Yeah, also one of the defense, better five players yeah. in the league as well. I agree. Um, yeah, so Cincinnati wins 28-13. It was really 21-13, but on the last play of the game, uh, Baylor was kind, of, was kind of being shit bags, dirt bags, and trying to knock the ball out of the snap. So IB decides to run for a 45-yard touchdown. I loved it, personally. Um... Baylor obviously not happy about their first loss of the season. It's tough. It's tough to go undefeated. It's tough to It drops know, them two spots if you think about it. Drops. It drops. If they were, if they were if you could have said they were number one seed. Oh, so now you'd fall behind Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. And okay. Pittsburgh, yeah. Since okay. he's got the got yeah, the yeah, damage they on are, him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but I still don't think any differently about this Baylor team. They're still gonna be one of the elite teams and probably be in the semifinals at least when we're it's all said and done and we're at later in the season. But uh, they take their first loss. Something to swallow. Justin's winning streak regular season comes to an end. I think 20... he's kind of relieved that it did. I think he's very relieved today. I think he's happy they lost the game in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, get that out of the like, way. Like, not actually happy, but he's more like, okay, monkey's off the back. We lost the game. Let's go now and win the rest of the games of the season. Now we'll go undefeated from here on out. Yeah. Um, I think his streak was at 10, 20, 24. Wow. He had 24 straight wins at uh, in regular season. Very impressive. But no rings in those seasons to Back yeah, up, I so. think he trade all that in for an undefeated would, run in the oh, playoffs. He, yeah. would, he would trade that in for three rings right now, 100%. Yeah. All right, Baylor loses 28-13. Last, next game of the day, 11 o'clock. Uh, Oregon versus LSU. LSU playing without Matt Mascara in this one. Joe DeMeo, the inevitable, the old reliable the, Joe DeMeo, comes out and gets a win for his team. The LSU squad was coming in at 1-1, one one, had two games to play on the day without their quarterback, and Joe in the first game prevails and gets the win, 13-8 over a Trevor Garland team. Did you see this game? I was refing the other bit, game. Get some bits and pieces. Yeah. All right, tell me what you know. Uh, I I thought Joe DeMeo is is the, the ultimate professional backup quarterback. Uh, he is. He really is. Yeah, he'll come in and win a game for you. Tyrod Taylor esque. Yeah. Oh well, no, he doesn't. Well, get no, he doesn't like run that. like. Well, Tyrod Taylor <laughs> run that much anymore. And but he's a little more durable than uh, Tyrod. Yes, Taylor. for sure, more durable. Uh, went to his uh, his bread and butter, which was uh, the one. I love the, that. The, the one on the, the back one, of the one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw his his star rising when he was playing for you and uh-huh. using the right way. But uh, Joe, Joe, I think uh, leaned on him heavily today, and it, and it worked out for him. As you're supposed to, Keanu goes in the first round for the first time in his yeah, and he, career. And he deserves a, a first round pick. And Keanu is a great player both ways, man. He plays a great safety. He pulls flags, and he's very aggressive with the ball in the air. I I can't say I've said enough good things about Keanu over the last two seasons on this podcast. Joe DeMeo, though, man, overliable, moving out of the pocket, and I love Joe DeMeo when he plays because. His arm is so live because he never throws. So now you come in, you play two games, you throw the ball a bunch. His arm's probably going to be dead tomorrow. But for this <laughs> this day, his arm was live. Great tight spirals, hitting guys on the run. Miss some throws, obviously, because you're not playing quarterback every day. But to come out, get a 13-8 win against a team like Oregon, who I'm not saying the team has played great so far, but this is a game that Trevor Garland has to look at them and say, I have to he win this game. He has to win this game. You're playing him against a backup quarterback. And a team who hasn't played in God knows how long. How about this? <laughs> team in LSU who has not had more than six guys at a game yet this season due to guys missing games and being out for the season and whatnot. They're getting subs now for the rest of the season. Um, they only had six guys of their own this day, and you're playing with a backup quarterback for the, who's playing for the first time in over a season. Yeah. Uh, and just 
it, it, listen, I'm not. I don't want to bag on Oregon or bag on Trevor, but like you have to win this game. That's a winnable game. No, it's not a winnable game. You have to, have to win, win that game. game. I'm sorry. Like, I, there's no such thing as like, an easy win this game. But when you're playing against a team who has not been together for a long time, they have not played together at all this season, really. Right. Look, looking at their two games on the doubleheader schedule, this is the one they you had, had to, to win have. this game. Yeah, you had, had to win, win it, especially when you had West Virginia in the second half of the doubleheader. Um, man, I, I wish I could talk more about the game, but all I really saw from this was Joe DeMeo throwing a bunch of passes and, Ke- and Keanu making a bunch of plays. Trevor obviously wasn't able to move the ball, or he was able to move it, and they couldn't score in the red zone. I don't know the specific. I'll talk more about it on the the preview pod that we'll do on Thursday when we have the schedule out and we're ready to go for the next week. But um, yeah, man, I'm just disappointed in Trevor. I'm probably just as disappointed in Trevor as I am myself right now, and that says a lot. This is two quarterbacks who have had a lot of success in this league, and we're both staring at one and three in the face. They might be staring one and four in the face actually right now. I'm not sure if they played more games than I have. They might have. So if they're one, I think they are one and four. I'm one and three. These are two tough quarterbacks that might not be looking at the playoffs. And you look season. at that roster, and they're talented up and down. They got vets that, that you know. Vets, guys that came back. They know yeah, how to play the game. They uh, know how to play it. And I, and I look at each one of them going, they're, they're, he's good, he's good, he's good. Maybe they just don't mesh as a team. Defensively, they're, they're not all there defensively. Okay. Uh, Only uh, gave 13 points, which is a good thing. But backup quarterback, probably expected. Yeah, right, right. Someone uh, expected. I'm thinking more of the second game where okay. I, you know, just Tommy oh, just ran a yeah, on them. Say. And yeah, and they just couldn't get a stop when they needed it. And um, Damien playing D line hasn't been as effective. Damien was kind of a beast in the uh, second game that I saw. He was he, a lot time. of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's, I, it's, it's I been tough sliding for this Trevor Garland Oregon team. Yeah, is pink I, the new curse. I'm pink, <laughs> pink, pink, purple I'm be not, pink today. Yeah, I'm not a, not a big fan of the pink. No, um, listen, I just think that. Sorry, I'm just watching. Watching IU. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um. I just think that this Oregon team, listen, you have five games played, four games to go, three weeks left in the season. I'm not going to call you a must-win territory every week, but you're basically in that. I'm going to – I'll call it right now. I think you're going to need at least three wins, maybe four, to make the playoffs because there's a lot of two-win teams right now. So uh, or I don't know what wins. they have to do to get their shit together. Maybe they got to call Maybe practices. they got to practice. Maybe they got to get practice. Because uh, you sit down and say to yourself, do I have a quarterback that you know I know – can, can make us competitive and take us yes. to where we need to go. Yes, they thousand and fifty percent. Check that box. Do I have players on this team that can play the offensive line? Yeah, check that box. Defensive line, check the box. Check the receivers. Box. Check. Yes, they have, have a very good team, you but they have, have not played I, I just don't know why they're not playing well together. Yeah, I, uh, I know Trevor's been a, I'm not, I'm not going to say careless with the ball, but the interceptions have piled yeah. up a little bit this season for him so far. I know he had, it was me and him, I think, tied for the league leader, close to the league lead. Uh, Going into this week, I don't know what he did interception-wise. I know Malik had two in the second one off Trevor. So, um, yeah, I think Trevor, take care of the ball. Oregon, pull flags better. And I'll say it's about teams that are struggling to score. I was talking to Florida about this today because they've been tr- they're just kind of they're newer, so they're struggling to score a little bit. If you are a team who is struggling to score the ball, you need to pride yourself on pulling flags on defense and being a good, energetic defensive team. Because those are the things that will help you keep your offense that's struggling in the game and not feeling the pressure to, oh, we're down 13-0, we have to score on this drive. Oh, we're down 21-6, we have to score on this drive. If your defense is holding teams to punts, holding teams to four and outs, holding teams to getting inside the five and not breaking, that is going to, it's going to enhance your offense because it enhances your team's energy when you're getting stops and being effective. So that is my one tip to teams, including my own team, that have not been playing well thus far. Pride yourself on being an elite defensive team and the offense will come. If you feel that, you know, you're in competitive games. My, my, my thing is don't turn the ball over. It's always it's biggest uh, thing. Every possession is, is key. 
uh, you could say to yourself, if I had another possession, I could have won this game. Well, if you didn't turn the ball over, maybe yeah, that's the that one possession, possession you have. Yeah. Do not turn the ball over, and you will be competitive. That's that's all I'm going to say. Uh, like I said, we we always say uh, well, I'll say Tom Bloom in the face. Trevor is that good. He's got to he's got to stop and think, and, and and not make the crucial mistake when it counts. Couldn't agree more with your analysis. As I check who scored some touchdowns. All right, um, thirteen eight final for LSU. Um, they pick up a big win without their quarterback. Other 11 o'clock game, also a great game. Uh, USF versus Florida, the, the battle of the two winless teams on the season. And I'm not going to lie, although the final score was only 13-12 Florida, felt like both these teams kind of found what they want to do and move the ball offensively. Just kind of was a little, uh, got a little sloppy towards the um, the red zone for both teams. What I will say is that this happened the most flag guards that I've seen in a bear down game in a while. Uh, definitely need to stop with the stiff arms. Definitely need to uh, keep those hands high. Not, Sometimes just a natural reaction. Oh, These guys that play tackle football, that's I what they 100% do. I 100% agree, but then they cannot get mad right. when I call the flag guard right, because right. it is clear as day. You stiff-armed. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I did not call every single one. So, uh, no, no, no. But, like, all all joking aside by that, go get it big. Quarterback for USF looked much better today. He was moving through the pocket. He was stepping up well. I thought his offensive line did the best job they've done this season. Um, he just needs to get a little bit better at delivering the football. Just a lot of bounced balls, a lot of overthrown passes by both quarterbacks, Dennis and him. This was not a great game in terms of, like, execution passing the ball at a high level. What I did love from Dennis is that they ran a lot of read option with Trolley, and that worked very effectively. Trolley had a few nice runs to the right. Uh, Dennis held a couple times, kept it a couple times, had some nice runs through the middle. Dennis was our first, like, running back we've seen in a while in right. the week, and it's translated this week. It translated this week to quarterback. I, I had been telling him for the last couple weeks, like, hey, your players are not going to care if you're running the ball if it's resulting in winning and moving right. the football. I had the opportunity to talk to him for the game, yeah. and he goes, I was looking at the stats, and he goes, you know me, I goes, I'm a runner, but I feel like I'm being greedy when I run the ball. But then you look at everyone else's running Right, stats. he goes, and I looked at the stats, and he goes, I was like last in, in carries uh, as far as quarterbacks yes. go. And I go, and it shouldn't be. It says, last year you're a running back, and you were great you at should, it. Pr- no offense, Dennis, you should probably lead the league in, in Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I said, listen, take off. I said, quarterback, that's what quarterbacks do in this league. Uh-huh. You have an opportunity to take off. Uh-huh. I told him, I said, right now, you should keep it simple for yourself. At least, like, this was before last yeah. week. I said, keep it simple, one read, the then find the, find the outside of the pocket and get out. And if maybe you want to keep your eyes open while you're approaching the line of scrimmage, go right ahead. He did a great job of that in the first drive. Uh, stopped right before the line of scrimmage and threw a nice ball right over the middle to, I believe it was Buddy or Step, one of them. But listen, this Florida team, they got two wins today. We'll talk about the second game in a little bit. Um, but they get this win, 13-12. They get their season right, one and three. A lot of energy, a oh lot of good God. athletes on that team. And they have, listen, they have they have a, a, a Jeru Harnish uh, line. That Colin Thompson, got, Colin Thompson, fucking talk about him. He had five sacks in this game. He was a monster. Uh, yeah. His teammates love him. He was a seventh-round pick again this year. Playing better than a seventh round pick grade. Um, he's a really good flag puller, man. He might not be your most sorry. He might not be your most um, like agile side to side speed rusher or even strength rusher, but he reads the pocket well. He knows when to make his move off the line, and a lot of times he benefits from hold, hold, hold. Then the other guy just go, the guy's blocking him just goes out, and now he's just attacking the quarterback one on one. So I think Colin is a very smart player. I'm not going to take any credit for it, but I think he learned a lot playing on my team last season and had a lot. He got he got a lot of playing time last year, so it forced him to make plays and be good and be effective. He's a, got a long wingspan. He pulls flags well and he lays out for it, man. He makes plays. So I like where this Florida team's at. They pick up their first one on the day, first one on the season. 
uh, and the energy was high, man. The energy was high, and the defense was I, I, really good. It made it made the game exciting to watch. Yeah. Oh no, this was this is a game that I bet, I bet a lot of people didn't think they were going to be watching, and then kind of ended up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's going on over there? And yeah. Uh, listen, you're gonna big crowds if you end up showing out on these Sundays. You'll get big crowds for your game. So, uh, Florida wins 13 to 12. Thought Remy played another good game at corner. He's really been he's been a, a, a lone like I thought bright spot for this USF team through the first couple weeks. I think Go Get It B is figuring it out at quarterback. I just with the with the one game shorter season, it might not click in time. But what I will say is that they were there early. They were getting reps in. They were throwing. So I like to see that they're very taking the shit serious. Yeah, hang and, in there, guys. And listen, I, you're not far away. They're only zero four. Five games off in the schedule. Yeah, win three or four of them. You're in. Anything it. can happen. We're, we're, we're amateur football players. Right. The, the worst team can beat the best team. I promise you that. Right. All right. Uh, Florida wins 13-12. We'll talk about Florida's second game right now. Florida wins and beats LSU 19-18. to A lot of his... Uh, Florida's played in three one-point games this year. They had two and one in those one-point games. Um, and in this game, they just carried over exactly what they were doing in the first game. They did it in the second game. Playing good defense, being loud and energetic, talking a little shit. Uh, um... Dennis ran the ball effectively in this one again. Step got Step Ozigby got very involved again in this one on both sides of the ball. I know he had an interception in one of the games. Um, I don't think it was this one, but uh, I just listen. I like what I see out of Florida. I ref both their games today, and I thought they did a lot of good things offensively and defensively. So I don't want to harp on them too much, but I do think that they played a really good day. They got those two wins that they desperately I'm, needed to get I'm the season glad going. They did. I, I kind of thought that maybe coming into the, the second game. Mm -hmm. They might be a little bit tired, and LSU coming off a, a win, you know, well, they're both, both going wins. But LSU had about 30 minutes to relax because right, their game right. ended way before. And, you know, they had a chance to look at the, their, their mm -hmm. game before. I, I just, you know. Uh, Joe just can get the ball moving. I, I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Florida did what they did. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they won, too, and they're right in the mix. And, yeah. you know, I don't like to see, you know, I don't like to see uh, winless teams or, you know. No, why would you? I, I want to see everything fighting for the playoffs. Exactly, the yeah, I want everything coming down to the last game of the season. 100%. Um, and Florida did a big, Good big job. number for themselves. Good job week. by everyone in that squad. Yep. Uh, a lot of guys played really well. I thought Giroud did a great job on defensive line. Didn't get any sacks, but, man, he was in there almost every single play, making it difficult on the quarterback. Joe DeMeo had to do a lot of scrambling. He missed some throws in this one as well, but um, – Deion Miller, I thought, played a good game. He had three touchdowns in this game for LSU. I forgot to mention that. I, I want to make sure I mentioned that. He had uh, two long run touchdowns and then a short one. Uh, I love that LSU went for two. They were uh, they they got the touchdown to make it a one-point game. And with, like I think it was like 40 seconds left, they went for two and tried to win the game. And uh, Joe kind of slipped running out of the pocket, had to throw as he was falling down, didn't even get close. Uh, and then the onside kick was no good. And Florida wins. And Florida improves to 2-1 on the day, 2-3 and three on the season. Long live Z-Rob. They got life. They got life, this Florida squad. Um, I'm happy to see they have life. And LSU, you fall to 2-3, and three, but you you got the objective of the day was get one of your yeah. two. Without your quarterback, no. get one of your two. They get one. Two's a bonus. You get your subs. You get your permanent subs for the rest of the season starting next week. Hopefully, you yeah. get a full team. You actually sub for the first time this season. And uh, you make a run because I like your team. I think your team's talented, and I like Mascara at quarterback. Yeah. I like Mascara quarterback. I played against him last week. Thought I saw a lot of good things. So no, no, so, I forgot to mention that. I really wanted to talk yeah, about. No. It. I forgot about uh, Ryan Bartlett on Hawaii. I know. Hawaii. I'm gonna tell him. He's I'm making a move for defensive player of the year. Uh, Had another interception or two in this game. Yeah, game, yeah right? two more yeah. today. I mean, and he, it, not only the interceptions, but you just—it's hard to beat him. Hard to get behind him. He's fast. 
good athlete. I, I, figured out the league. It took him a, took him a season, two seasons to kind of figure it out. Get a good quarterback to throw him the ball and get him effective. I just I wanted to go out of my way to make sure that I that I that he knows that I see okay. what he's doing. All right, I'll I'll make sure I text him thirty five minute mark. Yeah, make that, sure I take a look at he's it. He's having a great season. Like I said, he's making a run for defensive player of the year. Ah, uh, my phone dies. All right. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, Florida gets two wins, man. They improved to two and three on the season. 19, 18, and 13. 12 victories for them. Uh, you can't ask for much more. Can't ask for much more. Two very exciting, energetic games. They were able to come out on top of both. Buddy, after the game, said, we need... He literally looked at me and said, we needed these so badly. I said, yeah, if you proved it. If you were 0-4, 0-5, yeah. or 1-4 after today, it wouldn't have been good. But no, you're 2-3. Build, build on this. Build on it, because it, be, it could be monumental for your team's chances going into the playoffs. All right, last game of the day. I did not really get to see anything. I kind of just heard a little bit about it. West Virginia versus Oregon. You said I, it was a two-score final. I, yeah, West you know what? West Virginia is one of my... And let me say something. Uh, there's a new star in this league. Malik Mal- Presley. Malik. He is Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, uh, you know what? I heard three touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, uh, I two mean, and two. you know how Tommy was when he had Paulie. Yeah, and you know, thing. you know, yeah, go down the field and throw to my guy, and my guy's gonna come down with uh-huh. it. Yeah, that's Malik. Now let's talk about this. And, and Malik's he'll, better, he'll, Malik's he'll better catch a yeah, What's that? Malik's better than Paulie. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. Malik has a full route tree. Yeah, yeah, he does, and he, like I said, he could take he could take a five yard pass and take it to the house. Not saying Paulie can't do those things, but yeah. Malik is just a little bit better of a receiver than you are. You played in played in college, played in high school. Yeah, knows what I mean, he's doing he's, out there. Malik's playing on his his turf. It's his house. Oh yeah, yeah. He said he, he said I feel real comfortable out here. I yeah, said that's, you probably did a lot of really good things on the field. He was quarterback for Sable, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, we talked about it last week on the podcast. I think we talked about it after week one. This kid's a monster. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking uh, to to Paul downstairs, and he's telling me. Uh, he played against him today. Did he, goes, I, yeah. he goes, I think he might be the best player in the league. better than Justin. I go, wow. That's a tall order right that's there. I mean, well, he's, I on, say, he's on his way, but yeah. he's got a while to go. Um, Malik, if he, I would say right now he's definitely the front runner for MVP. I would say, because his defense stats are good too. Tackles is not, is not like, like he's ta- he definitely makes tackles each week. Like that's what I will say. Like, he's not playing middle linebackers. He's probably not going to make seven, eight tackles every week. Right. But he gets his three, four, five. Like he's in the mix every week, so. Um, I would say he's probably the front runner for MVP right now. His stats are by far the best in the league if you saw the top fives from this week. Um, and Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Talk about Tommy Galante, man. This guy's a monster. I mean, we've been saying it for years, but like this looks like the best he's looked. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, he's got... He's not getting sacked. He's making guys oh, miss. Guys like Austin, you know, making sure that oh that shit God. don't happen. I saw a couple crazy spin moves today out of the backfield, making guys miss in the backfield, man. He has a good line. There's no doubt about it. But... Uh, Tommy is playing some really fucking good football right yes, now. Um, his team is, they got two losses early in the season to two really good teams that are Pittsburgh 5-0, and Cincy 4-1, and or 3-1. and um, I, I love this West Virginia team, man. They got some really good players. Dane Lupton's been a beast this year. Joe Venti's been good. Matt Ballo, they are getting a couple subs this week because their fourth and fifth, fourth round pick has never played for them this season. So they're going to get a player for him too. Really? Dom Maselli returned today for them on offensive line. Good to see Dom Yeah, he got, into a, he got into a little bit of a car accident. Uh, had hurt his back a couple oh, weeks ago. I didn't ago. know that. Yeah, yeah, that's why he hadn't played in three weeks. Oh, glad to have you back, yeah, I told healthy. Him, I told him, I said, listen, you better take it easy today. If yeah. you get feeling hurt, you better come out of the game. But I didn't hear no, anything no, bad. He, he had a little rust on him. He uh-huh. said he felt like he had some no names uh, making him look bad. But he'll, he'll round that into shape nicely because yep. that's the kind of player Tom uh, is. And that just, like I said, him on one end and Austin on the other end, that's uh-huh. plenty of protection. Yeah, listen, I saw Trevor moving the ball in this game, Oregon. They moved the ball. Yeah, that's what just, I want to say. Yeah. They had, a, they kind of had an answer every time. You know uh-huh. that that. that but there was obviously scored. a stop somewhere because yeah, they won by two scores. Yeah, turnover here and uh-huh. there. You can't, like I said, you can't have that if you're going to compete with guys like like Tommy. Like Tommy mm-hmm. Every possession counts, so you, you can't make. Yeah, 
Can't turn the ball over in cases like I that. I can't tell you what the final score was. Pat texted it to me, but my phone's dead. But what I will say is that I saw Tommy scoring a lot of touchdowns. There, there was urgency from Trevor. He was getting to the line. He was getting his plays. Uh-huh. You know, he's moving the ball downfield. You want to see that. I love Trevor. But there right was, was the, the defense could not stop Tommy. Mm. Uh, when they needed a big stop, it just wasn't just wasn't there. Listen, he's probably one of the hardest quarterbacks to get the get the stop on. When you yeah. need the stop, he's a hard guy to get the stop. He's a he's great at making guys miss in the backfield. He's great. His arm is phenomenal. He sees the field better than most. So, yeah, man, there's only much more I can say about West Virginia, man. They're a really good team, and uh, as long as they're getting some sack production defensively, they're going to be really good, man. They got Tommy Galante, who's playing good def- defense right now. Uh, and they're probably going to continue yeah, to get better and, as a team. You so. look at Oregon, you're saying, again, like, uh, did we say this before, you look at the roster. I mean, I'm seeing Bellheimer, Bill Paul, Jiggy, yeah. oh, guys at Dijon. Guys, guys are so good. Man, I, I like to see this team get their act together because I think they, yeah, had it's not too team, late. Had a full team for the first time all season, I believe. This yeah, get, get oh, it no. done. It's a good team. Yeah, you guys are good. Yeah, I think they were missing alignment today. But um, now, listen, overall, Oregon one and four backs against the wall the rest of the season. You gotta, yeah. you, you, you are in, you are in must-win territory. I, I did, I said maybe yeah. not before. I'm gonna say it now. You're Damian, in must-win territory. You gotta Damian win these games. Zach, you gotta be a Come on, man. Yeah, Dave, I need that oh, defensive Alex player Walker, of the year. Come on. I need that deep boy out of you right now. I think that's what this team needs. I think, I think, I think something that will benefit Oregon is getting out to a hot start against the team and not letting a team play from ahead, play, yeah. make them play from I, behind yeah. you. Yeah, Pause. get the lead and put your, your your foot on their throat and don't let them breathe. That's that's what you got to do. I think that's a key for this Oregon team going forward. All right. Um, we're at 40, 40 minutes on the pod. Good recap of the day's games. Felt like we had a good insight because we, we just saw the games a couple hours ago. Maybe we'll continue this. We'll see how we feel on Sundays. But it's pretty good. Uh, you want to do power rankings? Then we'll get out of here. I think we should, yeah, give, I think we should give them some power rankings. I'm going to... All right. Let's get into our power rankings for the season. Now, let's remember something. Power rankings are not who beat who. It's not necessarily uh, like if you beat them week one, it means you're automatically ahead of them. It's not the standings. This is how we think you are currently playing, what your arrow is projecting. So here's where we got. Number one seed, number one team power rankings, Pitt. Number two, Cincy. Number three, Baylor. Number four, West Virginia. Number five, Hawaii. Coming in at number six, a team that was probably number 10 or 9 last week. Six, probably the biggest jump, UNC. Uh, seven, LSU. 8, Georgia, 9, Florida, 10, Minnesota, lowest I've been in a long time on these power rankings, 11, Oregon, probably the the lowest Trevor's been in these power rankings in a while, and 12, USF. So, I think that's kind of where we're at in the league. I think think at teams from Hawaii down to, I'm going to say Oregon, are kind of all the same right now. I I think that any, I think 11 could jump to 5. Right, I think I think I think the top four teams right now are pretty solidified as Pitt, Cincy, Baylor, West Virginia, whatever order you think those teams should be in. I think those are the four best teams in the league right now. Yeah, and it's weird for me to not put one of my my team in there. So we need to start winning games. But listen, those are the power rankings that me and Tommy came up with, um, and that is how we're going to end the podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. Sorry for no podcast last week. Uh, just kind of got, you know, life gets life gets. I know, I know the whole league wants to hear what I have I know. to say. The, so. the league really wants to hear what we have to say because they. I got a lot of texts asking where that pod was. So apologies, very but here you very go. Popular. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, we get a pod out. Love it. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you next Sunday. We will get back on the airwaves sometime this week for a preview of Week Five. Peace. Peace.